Hey everyone, welcome to the Warlab Podcast. This episode, as always, is brought to you by the Fortune Favors Beer. I'm James Marshall, and today's guest, he is a superstar over in Japan. He's played for Bar Plenty. He's played for Argen in France, Coca-Cola in Japan, and he's also played a few games for the Highlanders. He is one of the real lads in the game. It is Dan Hollinshead. Welcome, Shedji. Thanks for coming on, brother. Cheers, mate. Good to be here. Second five now, horse. Yeah, kind of moulding into yourself a bit. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> been ten through and through, and then but a fifteen now. Found myself back to the midfield. So, mate, anywhere to get a get a game in this team at the moment. There's some superstar backs out there. So yeah, and you guys are stacked with tens at Bop now, eh? So yeah, yeah. So there's obviously Oatsy, um, Trasky, and then myself. So yeah, got to yeah. find a spot somewhere. Yeah, exactly, mate. Anywhere. And second five. Yep. Yeah. How are you finding it? Uh, yeah, all good. Kind of the role changes a bit, yeah. bit more carries, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably a bigger, can be a bigger body at times for that. But we'll, we'll probably chat about that soon. Yeah, you're a big boy, all right. Um, anyway, how's it been being back in New Zealand? No, I've loved it. Eh? I um, obviously going overseas pretty young. Um, just yeah, missed all my mates and all the stuff that you do in New Zealand. So yeah, kind of the last like year and a half, it's it's been cool and. Yeah, no, no real like better place to be than Mount Maunganui, well, personally. But, yeah, um, no, I've, I've loved every minute of it. So that's where you grew up, up in the mount. Yeah, born and raised in um, Tauranga, and then yeah, oh, I grew up in Tapuki, so kind of yeah, in between. Good spot. What was your childhood like? Uh, it was good. It's actually the kiwi fruit uh, capital of the world. Kiwi fruit. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Tapuki is. So no, nah, it was cool. It's a yeah, small little town. Do you love uh, kiwi fruit? Uh, gold ones, yeah, Do big you? fan of the gold oh, one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about a green one? Not so much. Nah, fairy skin. I eat the skin of the gold ones. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now nah, I'm, I'm definitely gold. But no, nah, I loved um, growing up in Tapuki. Kind of finished off my schooling at uh, Tauranga Boys just my last two years. But everything else, yeah, was Tapuki, and yeah, it's a pretty cool spot. What were you like as a kid? You would have been um, that naughty. Yeah, I was. I had an older brother who kind of kept me in line, and then uh, you know, like a little brother, I could kind of control as well so like, it was it was um pretty cool pretty cool growing up there I was probably a bit naughty some people call me a bit of a mama's boy but no nah, I was yeah was how much cool. older was your brother um he was three years older yeah yeah, yeah. and then there's a there, I've also got a little sister between me and um, my little brother as well so oh, true. yeah there's four of us all up and just into your work yep yep into where all of us played footy apart from yeah my sister she was kind of into the dance sort of um stuff but yeah I kind of just played a few grades above all the time because it was easy for Dad to coach one team. And Oh, real? Yeah, so what, was, three years ahead? Yeah, well, my first year, yeah. Holy. Yeah, yeah, I was just picking grass out the back. There's a bit of footage of that. <laughs> <laughs> Not much has changed, to be fair. Um, yeah, no, it was um, it was cool. And then we kind of split apart, obviously, as the, he got a bit bigger and I kind of took a bit to grow. But yeah. yeah. And was rugby always the plan for you? Yeah. Um, Always wanted it to be the plan. Yeah. Um, kind of got to the end of my fifth form year at school and I was at Tapuki High School and I'd like I'd still been involved in all the Bay kind of age groups going through, but um I kinda had to make a call. Like we were in like the third division of first fifteen and I just said to mum and dad, look like oh, if I wanna kinda go somewhere with it or try to, I've got him I, I personally thought I had to make a move. So yeah. Headed over there for my sixth and seventh form and um no, I loved it. I love getting the mix of a co-ed school and a, just the boys as well. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it was good fun. Yeah. And so you did you go there as a first fifteen player? No. Oh, kind of like the under-16s coach was the first 15 coach, or the Bay under-16 coach was the first 15 coach at Tauranga Boys. So yep. he, he kind of presented me with an opportunity. If I go over there, I can, um, this is what I could do and, and stuff. So I just, I took a risk and went and kind of left all my mates behind. But I did know a few boys over there, so it kind of made it like pretty easy for myself. Yeah, and made the first 15 the first year? Yep, yep, made it um, 2012 and 2013, I think it was, heading back a bit now. So Yeah, and carved up. Ah, uh, yeah, because, nah. <laughs> we, <laughs> you we had a, you we had wanna a good, say it. We had a good year, 2013. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was it was just a, all an experience for me, I, yeah. Did you make New Zealand schools? No, I was uh, Barbarians, yeah. What's Barbarians? It was, like, the second, like, the... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so you are in the frame. In the frame, yeah, but, yeah, didn't quite crack the black jersey. Still, mm. still haven't, so... <laughs> <laughs> One day. Yeah, yeah. And then, from school, you were... You probably had the quickest transition into Mitre 10 Cup in history, did you? Yeah, oh, I kind of, I went into the Bay Academy and at the point there was only about eight, eight or nine of us in there. Yeah. And one of the reasons I decided to stay in the Bay was there was no 10s running around. Yeah. Um, they'd kind of, there was like the Willie Reaper and whatnot before me that had kind of moved on and, and they weren't really there anymore. So I th- thought it would be a couple of years before I got the opportunity, but it came around pretty quick and um, I ended up, yeah, making it in my first year out of school. Probably looking back, thrown in there a bit too young. Yeah. Um, but no, you know, no regrets. It was it was good stuff. So were you just named in the squad or did you start? Uh, yeah, yeah, named in the squad. Yeah, and then kind of just played every game, I think, that year. So was there injuries? Uh, or did you, were you just the first choice 10 at 18? Uh, there was two others in the team, but they knocked, they, got, <laughs> they actually fell over in pre-season. One of them just doing a bronco, I think it was, twisted, back done, so. True. Yeah, yeah, so. I so you were 18, playing, starting, driving the cutter for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Bad plenty. Yep, yep, so. Did you lead them to much success that year? I think we had one or two wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think one was over an Otago team and the other might have been. I actually debuted in Southland. Yeah. Um, and that was, I played against Lima Sopoanga in that game. Oh, I remember, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was pretty daunting at the time, but. I had no idea, mate. Like I was like, I think I got player of the day that day for the Bay, but we lost to them down there. And, and to be fair, everyone like Southland having a good year this year. Yeah. Um, but I've never ever taken them lightly because my record down there it was zero and three. I think going into last year, I got oh, my yeah. first win down there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah. I um yeah, 2014 was a big learning curve, but yeah. What'd yeah. you learn? Um, we had a great year off the field. Um, <laughs> great year, like the boys were tight. But um, I just obviously with with like being in a professional environment for the first time, yeah, um, picked up things here and there and kind of learnt how to act. You know, had my ups and downs, and that was good. You had two more years with the bay. Yeah, so I did fifteen and sixteen, um, and then yeah, I kind of headed offshore. But how were those? N- following years with the Bay? Um, 15 was good, we improved a lot actually, it was Clayton McMillan's first year, um, he pulled a few boys in, it's kind of where the chase tier tier and, oh, and yeah. whatnot um, showed up uh, from Wellington and yeah we actually had a pretty good year that year, we made the semis, just lost to Hawke's Bay. So then what what brought about the move to Ajin? Yeah well I was kind of, at the end of 2016 I got, it was um, Maiden Cup had come to a finish and I thought 
like I'd give the sevens um, pathway a bit of a crack. So oh, I, yeah. Yeah, so I started um, doing a bit of that, and I just got a random message on Facebook from the, uh, it was actually the backs coach at Argen, just a random Frenchie messaged me. Yeah. So what the heck's this about anyway? But I um, I kind of pushed it to the side, fed it through to my agent at the time, and he just said, oh, mate, like, um, your name's getting thrown around in the sevens scene, just just go to these couple of camps. Yeah. Um, play well for the Bay at National, see if you can make it there, and, and then we'll chat about it after. Yeah. And I did that, went to Nationals, all that stuff. We actually ended up going over to Cape Town, got called in as 14th man. Um, so I didn't play, but got to experience kind of the sevens, you know, environment. Yeah. And that's a lot of fun in itself. But then that all, like, we played Nationals, all that stuff came to an end, and I kind of had um, nothing going into the next year. So I chased up that French thing, and before you know it, I think I chased it up within a week I'd sign three days later I was on a plane true yeah at the so age of what 21 21 yeah off yeah. to France by yourself yeah by myself yeah it and was, how was that going there um yeah, yeah it was cool I, I yeah I I loved it I didn't really think like I didn't have much expectations but yeah we rocked over there and um I rocked over there and it was kind of I knew it was a pro D2 team they had massive ambitions of getting back up to the top 14 where they'd been the year before and yeah um yeah, pretty young, just wanted to experience a new thing and, and kind of felt I was like, it stuck, like dropped out a bit of a ladder in New Zealand. So yeah. I was like, oh, well, might as well go for six months. And then that six months ended up being a couple of years or, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. So did you go straight into the 10 spot or? Uh, yeah, I think the f I turned up a week later, I was on the bench. And then after that, I was pretty much rotating with the South African dude at the time, Burton oh, Francis. So. Um, managed to we took it out we won the um pretty turn i managed to start the final which was pretty cool oh, man. um yeah probably one of my best rugby experiences that one you must have carved it up over there um no i think i was just yeah i was it was yeah i, I just kind of enjoyed it i had i felt like there was no real pressure on me like yeah. in new zealand you know yeah. like it feels kind of always trying to get to the next level and stuff i just went over there and thought for five months i'm going to enjoy my footy yeah um yeah, no pressure on me at all. So, yeah, it was it was a good experience. And how was the lifestyle? Obviously, you couldn't speak French. No, I couldn't at all. And to be honest, we didn't have a translator either. Oh, yeah. Um, so I kind of just sat at the back of the meetings, tried to figure out what was going on yeah. in them and um, kind of picked up the old French word here and there. But I'd just go last in drills or I'd just go up to one of the other foreign boys and be like, mate, like, can What's you explain this? Because... I'm getting yelled at. I don't know what I'm getting yelled at about. <laughs> but yeah, and it's kind of just taken me through it. But must have been hard to run the cutter at 10 and call the shots when you don't really know what's going on. Or Yeah, yeah, it was. But it's kind of like, you know, once you get into a rugby team, you learn the calls. Yeah. Um, so everything on the field sweet. It's just when you come into a little huddle and they're, they're t talking about what they want to do next. Oh, yeah. You've just got no idea yeah. what's going on. And, <laughs> just nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> I want to go back a little bit to your New Zealand Sevens. So you you obviously played the um, New Zealand National Tournament. Yeah. Went well there. And then did you go to camps or anything, or how was that? Yeah, so I got – I went to two camps. Um, I went to, like, an induction one where – because the Olympic cycle had just finished. Yeah. So they, they ran, like, kind of like a new induction camp to get a whole lot of new players in there, see what they were like. For the Olympics? So, oh, no, so it just finished. So oh, yeah, this is yeah, yeah. like going into the 2017 yeah, season. So okay. they wanted to kind of see like the new, I don't know, players that were out there. 
And so I went to that and then got invited to, that was only a couple of days long, but then got invited to a, a proper camp after that. Oh, yeah. And from there, that's when the Dubai Cape Town um, team was selected. And originally I missed out on it. Yeah. Um, and then I was just sitting there the Sunday after they played in Dubai and I got a um, phone call from Scooter. And he was like, mate, like this is the deal. This guy's going home. This guy's going home. If you want, you jump on a flight tomorrow morning, get you over here to South Africa. Yeah. We'll meet you there and you're going to be 14th man. You won't play, but it'd be pretty cool to get you in the environment. So I yeah. said, oh, mate, happy days. I <laughs> pick up the tournament fee, head over there, bit of a, you know, like holiday in, in Cape Town, eat a bit of food and see what it's like in South Africa. So I was straight on the flight, picked up a bit of kit at Auckland Airport and yeah, yeah, went over there, arrived there on about the Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday and got through one training, captain's run and then into the players' eating area for the, for the tournament. <laughs> you would have absolutely oh, filled your boots. Oh, mate, I did. I did. It was good fun. So how was the camp? Obviously, Titch wasn't there. It was Scooter by then. Was that his, Scooter's first year? Yeah, that was Scooter's first year. That was kind of when they were transi- transitioning. Yeah, I think Clark was on the way. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he was kind of filling a gap. I don't really know what happened there. But Were their camps pretty intense? Not really. Not too bad? Yeah, not from, obviously, Gordon was out. Um, so I heard a lot of horror stories about when he was in there. Yeah. You probably know firsthand, but, um, yeah, they, they weren't that, that bad. They were pretty good. And not too strict on the diet. Cause that's always been your big letdown, hasn't oh, it? Oh, mate, love, I do love, love one scoop or. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just one scoop of ice cream, mate, you know the rules. <laughs> yeah. So you won the comp in France and then you left. So what was the go there? What happened there? Yeah, so we the the Prodi two season at the time it worked. So the the person who finished top of the ladder went through automatically, and it was I think yeah it was Oyenux at the time, and we lost to them in round robin about three weeks before the end of the season. If we'd won that, we would have went through to the top fourteen. Um, sweet as like have three weeks off, boys go on holiday early. Oh, yeah. But we lost it at home, and you're not meant to lose home games in France, mm. and they make a big deal out of it. But anyway, we then had to go through to the semis and the finals where we played Barrett's and then Montauban. Mm. Um, that was pretty cool. That was the biggest crowd I've ever played in front of. That was about 38,000 in, in Bordeaux. And they get right into it. Right eh? into it, yeah. So half the stadium's blue for Argen. The other half was like green for Montauban. Oh, and yeah, it was hectic. The whole band's going, the True. flags. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Eh? They made a mean uh, like game day out of it. But um, that was, yeah, probably yeah my best kind of rugby experience. Interesting. So then did they offer you a contract to stay on? Yeah, so they offered, um, they threw f- uh, two year at me. Two years. Um, yeah, and that was kind of when the Japan deal came through as well. So I, I'd actually already taken um, the one year at Coke. And looking back, at the time, I, as I say, we were sitting like third or whatnot on the Prodi 2 table. I couldn't really tell the future. Um, mm. I just thought, take the Japan deal, you get to play in France and Japan head home as a 22-year-old or 23-year-old. And yeah kind of go again but um looking back you know top 14 in france would have been a cool experience as well yeah. in itself so um as i say like no regrets and everything it was it's been pretty good but yeah so how did you find japan obviously a little bit different from the french setup yeah it was a lot different um having a translator help yeah yeah it was um still you know i was still 21 22 uh heading there kind of by myself didn't really know what I'd never ever been to Japan, been to Asia a few times, but yeah. didn't really know what to expect. Knew a couple of the boys there, like Joe Tupo had arrived, I think it was about two months before me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. other than that, I just had a phone call with Earl and Floss, and yeah, that was about it. But 
and explain what the Japan lifestyle is like for our um, listeners. Um, the rugby lifestyle was pretty good. Like we were kind of starting training at two p.m. Uh, in the afternoon, finishing at about five five thirty. But the other boys on the team, like the Japanese boys, there's a lot of uh, they're all like company workers. Yeah. So they were all sort of starting work at 7.38 in the morning, working to about 12, knocking off, then having to come in for training at 2, where we were kind of up all night playing <laughs> Fortnite or watching Netflix, you know, till 3 in the morning, sleeping till 11, waking up, <laughs> having the one feed, then heading into training. and um, It was cool. It was cool. It's a cool lifestyle. They're, they're real polite people, um, real good guys too. So Yeah. So who got you to Japan? Did you speak to anyone... Um, no, I think it was just the work of um, my agency, eh? just oh, pushing yeah. it around. Yeah, I didn't really know that Earl Vata was the um, incoming head coach. Yeah. I didn't know Ross Filippo was going to be there either till kind of after it was done. Yeah. Um, and then you yeah, spoke to both of them on the phone and that no, was pretty um, pretty exciting. And then how did you find your first season? Yeah, real good. Um, I actually turned up there, so I was a bit of a spectator, I um, so not real good to be fair, I did my uh, ACL after being there for only a couple of months, oh, sure. yeah, yeah, so I turned up, played two or three preseason games and then I rocked out there to a training and I remember I hadn't been picked in the 23. Why was that? Uh, it was just the foreigner rule, so only three can play at a time oh, that yeah. first year when I was there and They'd, they'd put like one or two on the bench and Earl just said to me, oh mate, like we can't fit you and I was like, but I was seeing red a little bit. Yeah. Is this when you were 102.7 This is pre, this is pre, (laughs) (laughs) I'll get to that, but this is pre 102.7. I, um, yeah, seeing red a bit in this training, um, and it was just a, just this kind of a clarity run through. Yeah. Um, it was an overthrow at a line out and I just read it perfectly. I just saw, saw the boys had mucked up the line up, took out, took off the line. Sprinting, Joe Tupe gives me heaps of rubbish for us. I was sprinting, picked up the ball on the bounce, stepped, and before I just hit the deck. Oh, real? Yeah, yeah. And um, I didn't really think much of it at the time. Thought I'd just hurt myself a bit. They obviously over exaggerated, got the stretcher out and everything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Had me on the ice straight away, and I was thinking, mate, like it was sore when it happened, but it, then nothing after. Yeah. Forty-five minutes later, they had me in an MRI, and then yeah, found I'd done my ACL and oh, that, was, that was the end of my yeah, first season in Japan. So. True. And that's what, nine months? Yeah, nine months, I think. Yeah, yeah. Nine months to a year. So, so did you do all your rehab in Japan? I came back for the op yeah. in New Zealand, got it done in Auckland, yeah, and then I was here for two months and then shot back, did the rest of the rehab there, and that's kind of where I ballooned out to the <laughs> 102.7. The boys here call it Barry the Balloon. The photo still circulates. <laughs> I love that photo. <laughs> So what do you put your um, weight gain up down to? Um, probably just not running. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and nothing to do with your nutrition. No, nah, it was a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of nutrition, a lot of hydration as well. <laughs> um, I kind of went back after you know I did everything right here for two months, and I went back there and and, and with great energy and stuff, ripped into my rehab. But after about a month, kind of, I just started getting stuck in up there. <laughs> the food's too good in Japan. Those all-you-can-eat places, all-you-can-drink just got the better of me, and I wasn't running it off the next day. So I went up there about 93 clicks, come back at about 102. I actually remember my mum saying, wow, mate, have you been bulking up there? <laughs> yeah. You weren't trying to put on weight. Wasn't nah. trying to, no, nah, but it was just that, yeah, just simply just enjoying just myself. Tabby um, Hordeyes. Yeah, tubby hordeyes up there and a few nommy hordeyes as well. <laughs> and, no, it's all. It's, <laughs> it's a fan lifestyle. So how did you lose your weight? Because you're 
looking pretty fit at the moment and back down to what what weight are you now? I'm ninety two now, so oh. I've dropped off a whole ten, 10. clicks, yeah. What? Um just running. As soon yeah. as I got the go ahead to start running, uh it seemed to come down a little bit. I still carried a bit coming home. Yeah. Uh still sitting up about ninety six uh last year, but yeah. Um I suppose in New Zealand, you know, you kinda with a few goals set in mind, kind of sorted the nutrition out a bit. <laughs> um, it seemed to drop off a bit more, but yeah, now I'm back at twelve. It might be time to start putting some putting some on. Get back to a hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were your skin folds around that time? Never got done. Oh, never true. got done. Probably yeah, I would have hated to know that though. But yeah, the chin one would have oh, been massive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One weekend we had the camp. And we had to catch the train down. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. Yep. Yeah. What happened there? Oh, I actually remember the date of it too. It was the 28th, it was, it was the 28th of October, I think, because it said on our things 1028. And for some reason, we, me, me, yourself, and Danny Peters decided to go for breakfast. That was Yogi. Was it Yogi? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It remember, because he was the one who... Oh, told us the time yeah it was too it was, he was me, always yeah. so so authoritative me you and god we could get into a few stories about yogi as well <laughs> go on <laughs> no but my flatmate um no it was me you and yogi we decided to go for a bit of brekkie downstairs at, at the station the main station of fukuoka there and we had arrived um, it was like eight o'clock and you only had to be there about 20 minutes early yeah I remember Yogi was like, oh, mate, we're not leaving till 10.28. Like, <laughs> and we all looked at our things. We were like, oh, oh, we are too. And classic like, Japan. Yeah, I was like, classic. <laughs> we're here, buddy, three hours early. <laughs> we were so worried about being late. So we shot downstairs for brekkie. And when we got down there, we'd all ordered our, I can't even remember what it was. It was waffles was or massive. pancakes or something. Waffles with extra cream, <laughs> <laughs> scoop of ice cream. Oh. And there was none of the other boys around to be seen, but we had ordered this and we'd sat down. Down and I remember just like we we're waiting a while and the coffees came out and it was a good feed. <laughs> Looked real good. Looked down, I saw the 1028, but I clicked in my head that the date was the 28th of October. Yeah. And I looked down and it was like the leaving time was like 8.53 or 8 or 9.10 or something. Yeah. And the, the time on my phone, I like pulled the phone out straight away and I saw it was like 9.17. Yeah. I was like, oh, boys, we've had a big one. <laughs> Like what? What? And I was like, Yogi, mate, that's that's the date, bro. We're, the boys are gone. They're already on the thing. So we jumped straight on the phone. Yogi ended up sorting. I think we had to jump on the next train down. Yeah. We played a game of um, was it poker? Poker. That's yeah, we right. pulled out the poker. We played a game of poker on the way down. I actually took that one out. It was yeah, the only game did, of poker yeah. I won. Yeah, you played rocked well up, actually. Locked up late to the hotel and just kind of got our telling off. But so you were, in Japan, you were living with um, Yogi. How how was that? Yeah, so I knew Yogi from here, played with him um, 14 and 15 at the Bay. Oh, true. Um, and then, yeah, kind of he got the opportunity to come up and Earl kind of asked if he could move in with me. He knew I was by myself. So I said, yes, yeah, sweet as, I knew him real well. Um, spent six months with him. It was quite a long six months. <laughs> <laughs> Good rooster, a lot of energy in him. Um, big boy, but now nah, me and him, yeah, we, we, we're really tight and... Um, yeah, we had some funny stories up there too, and and whatnot, and spent a you know good lot of time together. Did a bit of hunting and stuff, which probably wasn't right up there, but we did it anyway. Because <laughs> no, it it's illegal there. Yeah, right? it was illegal. I think it's seasons, oh, but yeah. you got to hold like certain licenses for different places and stuff like that. And and one of the guys in the team had a crossbow. Oh yeah, yeah, and we borrowed it. 
Um, and we just shot up into the kind of the quarry there. Uh, <laughs> Late at night, we had a few spotlights. One of the other guys in the team was it. He had been there a few years. Solly, he, he kind of led the charge. And um, yeah, I got one thing I got told. So we went hunting up there. I had the crossbow. Never ever shot one before in my life. Never, yeah. never shot a stag or anything. And I had this thing in the crosshairs, and he was spotlighting from the front of the car. And the one thing I'd been told is don't hit it in the shoulder because the arrow won't go through it. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I, I didn't really know where I was aiming on it. Yogi was that far away. He could see it. He's like, shoot it, Shitsy. Shoot it, Shitsy. <laughs> Whispering at me. Because they never get shot at up there, so they just sit there. Yeah. And I couldn't see it. And, and then suddenly I just saw it move, and I just pulled trigger because I saw it move. Yeah. And it hit it directly in the shoulder. The knocker went off. The thing started running through the paddock. <laughs> and then it ran all the way back past us. And it was just like doing loops. And it ran up in the bush. We couldn't find it. We spent about an hour and a half trying to find it. Just couldn't. I, I'm just hoping it snapped off. And the, the, the stag would have lived a happy life. But, yeah, we got, yeah. That probably wasn't right by the books up there. <laughs> we got away with it. <laughs> Oh, it's good stuff. And you're also a big karaoke fan, weren't you? Yeah, didn't mind the karaoke. Not as much as a lot of, like, not as much as Floss. Floss yeah. and Reggie. Floss and Reggie loved it. Yeah, nah, but I, I didn't mind it to finish. I'll finish all start off a night. It was mm. kind of good. Um, but yeah, you had quite fun. a good voice too. Oh, did you? Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, it depends what part of the night you got me at. Like late late at night, I thought I did, but yeah. probably not. To be fair, give um, us a give us something. No, I got nothing for you, mate. We used to have a lot of um, karaoke's as a team, eh? Remember at one of our camps, like all the Jack boys, man, they love karaoke. Yeah, eh? no, they get into it. Eh? It's kind of they go hard and fast. They get their red face on, and yeah. and it's awesome, mate. Eh? The boys like get real stuck in, so it's it's kind of good to see them out of their shell. Go on, yeah. But it was always cool over there playing quite early games, eh, when you play away trips. It was always give you quite a big night. Yeah, so like we um what we're playing at one PM tomorrow and the, a lot of the boys haven't haven't really done that. And I'm like, mate, well, that, try eleven AM. Yeah, like we're on the bus that. to the game at nine. Um so yeah, you got a lot of time after it, so we had some pretty good times. Yeah. Um kind of finishing footy at, you know, twelve thirty one. Got the whole kind of Arvo, Hitty United, Hitty. Up in your room, playing cards, all sorts. Oh, mate, poker bus was the one, eh, for treats. And yeah. yeah. We played some good games. How do you find, like, the food over there, like, especially the breakfast and things like that when you're playing on a game? How do you find that? Oh, the cold bento boxes weren't for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was post-match, oh, eh? Yeah, that was post-match, yeah. But the, the, the breakfasts were interesting. It was kind of the hotels we stayed in always had the the – kind of European or whatever like the Kiwi breakfast and, and the Japanese but there was some dodgy stuff I couldn't imagine eating yeah you know? but um I didn't as a whole didn't mind the food yeah good food up there all the like yakinikus and, and ramens and stuff I got stuck into <laughs> you got gyozas, stuck into yeah. ramens didn't you yeah yeah <laughs> so now that was one thing I definitely loved from Japan probably the most was the food yeah yeah, yeah. and then I remember talking to you one diesel night at one of the clubs where you were talking about your options of whether to stay in Japan, go back to France maybe, or um, head back to New Zealand. So do you want to talk about that decision and how hard that was for you? Yeah, it was um, pretty hard. So I'd spent kind of two and a half years away from New Zealand at the time and, and Coke had kind of told me they wanted to extend for another year. Um, I was looking at it, you know, like I had the conversations with the people I needed to. A lot of them said, mate, if you leave, like Japan's hard to get into. If you leave, you might not come back and stuff. But I, I had every year as well, I'd had offers to go back to my club in France. Yeah. And I loved it there. So it was real tempting to head back there. Um, 
But I just thought, mate, I've spent two and a half years away from New Zealand. I'm going to be 25 next year. If I don't go back now, I never will. And I, I didn't really want to have much regrets Yeah. Um, when it comes to the end. So I uh, just decided to pack my bags and, and head home. And I've, yeah, I've had no regrets. So that I've, I've enjoyed being home and I, yeah, I love it. But it was a tough decision at the time. Yeah, because you didn't have a contract in New Zealand. I didn't, no. Nah. Yeah. And I'd only been back playing from my ACL about four months, five yeah. months. Yeah. So. so it was a huge decision to turn down millions of yen to <laughs> come back and yeah. with nothing but just to tra- sort of strive for that opportunity to make it further in New Zealand. Yes, yeah, so I didn't even have a mitre 10 when I came home. I oh, just, true. Yeah, yeah, I got the phone call as I was leaving um, Hanada Airport in Tokyo to say like, look, they want to, Coke want an answer, do you want to stay or not? And I was like, oh, can you ask them to pack the apartment up? Like I'm pretty keen to um, head home. Yeah. So it was done from there and I knew coming, I actually felt quite, after I did that, I felt quite good about myself. Like yeah. I knew, because I'd had a lot of stuff going through my head and it was kind of a bit stressful at the time, but as soon as I made the decision, it kind of felt like Massive the weight just weight. dropped off my shoulder. Yeah. Um, so I just headed home, um, knew I was coming back for the back end of summer, kind of just stuck, got stuck in with my mates, enjoyed summer as much as I could, the last bit of it, and then came like trying to, I suppose, find a job, March, yeah. March April sort of time. And then, then I just got, I had a few conversations with Donk here, Clayton McMillan at the Bay. Yeah. And he said, oh, mate, like, this is home to you. You left on good terms. Like, um, I like you and I think you like me. So, like, if we can kind of sort this out, I'll, I'll have a think over the weekend. And if there's an opportunity here, like, we'll be keen to have you back. And oh, sweet. within a couple of hours, he kind of, yeah, offered me a contract. And I couldn't turn it down. I, I just wanted to be home. So, yeah. Yeah. How good. And then you ended up playing... You were in a few Super Rugby squads, weren't you? Or like training with a few Super Rugby teams. Yeah, I, a few boys call me a bit of a, like the youngest journeyman around because I've <laughs> kind of been on a few different continents and I've been in a few environments, like including the sevens and stuff. So yeah. early on, I was in and out of the Chiefs a lot as injury cover, Yeah, um, sort of before I went overseas. But then when I came back, uh, it was about April, May, I got a phone call from Moose at the Highlanders. Oh, yeah. And I think Mike Delaney had sorted me out there. Like I think he'd had a few conversations with a few people because they had a few injuries. I think Marty Banks went down oh, as yeah. well as um, that's when Bryn Gatlin did his foot. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of said, like, look, if you're willing to come down here, here's an opportunity. Uh, it's just injury cover for a week. Yeah. Um, if you like, if we like what we see, we'll kind of could be opportunities to stay on longer. Yeah. So I went down there for a week. Played a club game and then they yeah ended up spending about two and a half months down there. Um, got two games I think it was in the end. Yeah. True. How would you find out? Yeah, real good, real good. Yeah, I actually got named on the bench for I thought it was going to be my debut against um the Aguaris down yeah, there. Yeah. And I was wearing number twenty two. I remember and and Josh Uani, I think he got a head knock or, or he something went he had picked up a little niggle oh, yeah. and it was in the first half I started doing the old leg swings on the side <laughs> of the field I thought this is my moment I'm going on <laughs> bit of strappy tape and water he was good to go I spent oh, the full 80 on the pie oh, I didn't get yeah, on yeah yeah oh, but then um, it was kind of bit of sweat I got told in the changing straight after I was off to Africa anyway um, oh. so that was pretty cool went over there and debuted against the Lions a week later off the bench off the bench yep yep first both so I I played against the Lions off the bench due to, I think someone went down injured in the first half, so I got just over a half there. And then the next week I wasn't even meant to be in the team, but I can't remember who it was got an injury in the captain's run. Oh, real? Yeah, and I'd done the non-23 session in the morning and everything. Oh, and real? Like the extra gym, yeah. being flogged in fitness, and they're like, <laughs> mate, you're good to go. I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, so I got, yeah, got back on the next week against the Stormers. How long did you play in that game? 
the same. It was about 45 minutes in both. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it was a good That's little stint, yeah. How good. And did you, you do a stint at the Crusaders as well? Yep, so that's another. So I came back after that, did the base season. We had a good year last year. Um, ended up to, like winning the the championship, was which was awesome. Like it was kind of it, like everything I dreamed of coming home. Yeah, for the bay was to see us like performing, and and we and we took it out. It was a pretty special year. Yeah, and then it got to the end, and um, it was just after the end of year do kind of celebrations that come, you know, come to an end. And um, I just got a phone call from Razor saying, oh, look, like, if you're keen to come down for a pre-season, um, we'll be pretty keen to get you down here. So, yeah, packed the bags and went down there for pre-season. Did you have any other options? Um, the Hurricanes, actually. Did you? Um, right, it was just, just pre-season gigs, just injury cover for or like All Black Sleeve cover. Yeah. Um, and they rang the same day, just a little bit later. And it pretty much came down to Razor rang me first, so I just went with it. I'd already yeah. told him yes on the phone pretty much anyway. Sure. So. Yeah, by the time Alfie's call came, I was I I did weigh it all up and and rang Alfie back a couple of days later, but I, my mind was pretty much set just simply because they rang first. And True, first in, first served. Oh, it was just yeah, and and they'd kind of won the last two two to three years yeah. or whatever, so I was pretty keen to see what was in the water down there as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I enjoyed it. I had a yeah good first summer in Christchurch and got yeah. fit. So I went preseason to preseason. To preseason in the end because we ended up going into club preseason again. But anyway, it went into preseason of the China Lions, and that was like a joint partnership between China Rugby Union and the Bay. Oh yeah, and they were entered in that global rapid rugby competition. True. Yes. Where did they play? We played. It was it was going to be an awesome comp. Like we played the first game away in Fiji. Yeah. Um, who was in your team? Who who the hell was China Lions? Oh, so we had. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh anyway, uh, we had like a few boys from down south. So we had like Tady. Um, Ray Tatafu, a few um, Southland Stags, a few other boys yeah. involved in the team and just a few from Waikato and whatnot as well came over. So no Chinese bikes? Nah, but it was quite awkward because t- um, Team Naming came along and there was, there oh, was a yeah. few, but they couldn't get over here. The, I think there was like three or four, but because of the whole COVID thing was break or well broken out by then. Oh yeah. They just couldn't um, be involved, but they were meant to be, yeah. And um, we were meant to play games all over, like we were playing in Malaysia, Perth, we had a two weeks road trip in Adelaide. Yeah, um, Suva obviously played the Fijian team over to Samoa as True. well. So it was home away tournament. I think there's about six teams or five teams in it. That's it. Yeah. And it was going to meet our old mate Yogi at the Western Force oh, as well. True. Yeah, that, was, that was that comp. So, but that all fell through because of COVID. I don't really know where that sits now. Did but you get paid for that? Yeah, it was work? fully paid. Fully. Yeah. Even when COVID hit, still got your full salary. No, nah, we nah. didn't. No, nah. so it was like equivalent to kind of mitre ten money. Yeah. Um, and then when COVID hit, there was a clause to say for whatever reason, if the if the tournament didn't go ahead, um, the contracts were just cut. So we got one out of four pays. But oh yeah, yeah, we we, we weren't in camp very long. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So, what's the plans moving forward for you? Um, hopefully, something pops up here in New Zealand. I'm not keen to leave yet. Yeah. I have had a few, um, oh, a little bit of interest to head overseas here and there, like a bit of MLR and and whatnot. And yeah. um, I'm hoping the French team's still interested if they, if they if I need it to be like at the end of the year. But yeah. to be honest, I'm pretty keen to just put my feet down here for a couple more years at yeah. least. Um, I've kind of already done the overseas stints. I'm not in a rush to head back. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully something pops up here. But, yeah, I'm just finishing off this year at the Bay anyway. Any talk with Super Rugby at the moment? Um, not yet. There's a bit of, like, it's always this time of year where it's kind of like 
they say this, they say this, but mm. it's just, yeah, I, I just think I need to get out there and do a couple of good performances, hopefully, and um, something pops up. But if not, you know, it's not the end of the world. And yeah. just like a cat, I reckon I always land on my feet. So. <laughs> what a quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he actually used that on me one day. Jeez, you're like a cat sheds, are you, aren't you? I was like, oh, mate. <laughs> oh, what a career. T- only 25 years old and you have... Like you say, you've played for some team, seen some sights. But as always, we have gone to the Instagram for some questions and we have got some absolute buttes. Most annoying teammate? Oh, probably probably Joe Toupe when he starts piping up at you. Like He's pretty good at throwing a bit of banter around, but when it's directed at you, it's not that funny. But when it's someone else, it's, it's, you're good to go. But probably Joey. Fair enough, and you've obviously he's here at the bay with you at the moment too, eh? Yeah, I've had him all the way through pretty much. Oh, so have yeah, you? he's been there since the start, and then obviously in Japan too. So, did you make New Zealand under twenties? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. I went to both camps, um, but just missed out in the end. I think it was the year they took. Uh, it was Ortiz and Mitch Hunt. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think f- we had a pretty good year that year in terms of tens. I reckon like there was Josh Uani in that year group, Brent yeah. Gatlin. Mitch Hunt, Oatsy, Damien. Um, it was just stacked, eh? Oh, like, really? Yeah, so, um, no, I missed out, but... So did Josh miss out as well, and Brent? Josh played for Samoa that year, oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure, yeah. Brent missed out, um, yeah. So were you close to Fletcher being in Smith it? as well, was Oh, that, real? Yeah, he yeah, missed yeah. out too? Yeah, oh, he pl- I think he played the Gold Coast. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, missed out in the end to the, to the World Cup. And then did you... Were you... Close if Oatsy was out or something. Yeah, oh, we had a game against uh, the under-20s, the actual um, team that was going. We I played for the Chiefs Development against them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Blake Park. It was like the week they were leaving, they had a camp in the mount, and they must have thought I went pretty well or something because they told me leave the phone on because there was a bit of something going on with Bowden's knee. Yeah. So Oatsy was playing at the Canes, yeah. and if, if Bowden was good, then Oatsy could go, but if Bowden was no good, then... Um, Oatsy had to stay and they'd need to take another 10 to, oh, yeah. to the um, World Cup Yeah, so he kind of told me leave the phone on and it was kind of like a two week um, window oh true and um, <laughs> I remember there because you were covering 10 at the time yeah. too I think well I think yeah. when Bodie went down I was starting yeah, yeah yeah and then Oatsy was kind of on the bench or, or filling that gap as well so yeah. Yeah, but you were both playing, and if you know if anything happened to you, Jimmy, then <laughs> obviously Oatsy had to stay as well. So, but you kind of—it was the one year your hips were good and everything went well for you, and you, and you kept playing. So you were just wishing an injury upon no, me. No, I'm not like that, mate. But <laughs> it just came if five done years a too hammy, late. If you'd done a heavy, you know, I wouldn't have complained. <laughs> oh, that's classic. I'm sorry about that. No, good to go, mate. Okay, um, what is your yo-yo score? Oh. My best ever is probably only about a 19.4. I'm no good at the yo-yo. That's pretty good. Yeah, but that was when I was young. Yeah, pre-102 kgs. <laughs> what was your yo-yo when you were 100? Oh, I wouldn't tell you. Mate. I remember my my first Bronco coming back from my ACL, though. Yeah. I, I could hardly move my knee that strapped it that tight. I think it was a 5.46 or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could hardly turn at the cone. It was almost a walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty slow. Um What's your favourite Domino's pizza flavour? This must be a go-to for you. Is it big Domino's? <laughs> um, I'm actually a big... In the Mount, there's a place called Pizza Library. I'm massive on it. Oh, yeah. It's James and the Giant Peach. Um, it's a kind of a 
peachy chicken um, pizza. It's my oh, go-to. Too. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, love it. yeah oh. it's good. Is it true you got thrown out of the Aikman's bar by two bouncers and tried that? to fight them? Quentin Strange. It was, I don't think it was a bouncer. What I think he... I went to walk out, so I was well diesel. This is during the preseason at the Saders, and I was like, I was done. I, I was like, I got to take myself home. And I, I went to walk out, and this arm just came across in the hallway, yeah, and just stopped me walking out the path. And he just turned my shoulders around, headed me, and pushed me back, and said, "Where you go?" And I looked at him, and it was Quinn just standing there smiling <laughs> at me. So I don't know how that night ended, but if, if Quinn knows, and he's got the answer there, if he could tell me, but because I just, I just woke up. Thoughtless, I don't know what had gone on, but <laughs> all I remember is him turning me around and not letting me leave. So, oh, classic, yeah. Um, why is the only time you kick it out on the full is off the tee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, who's asked that one? Kepa. Oh, well, Keps. Um, I'll skip that one. Keps, you <laughs> just worry about your lineouts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is Elva really your idol? Uh, yep, he's a, he's wild. We, it was a good man. I enjoyed being coached by him, but I didn't really know a lot about his playing career till oh, I kind true. of got there and and just heard from the boys what he'd kind of done and oh, yeah. and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it was a good man. Learn a bit off him. Okay, this one's from Timmy. Would you have another stint at the Red Sparks? Mate, I love the Red Sparks. Yeah, I definitely would. You would. Yeah. Hey Dan, what's the biggest fish you've caught in your fishing kayak? Uh, none yet. I've been out once. Bought a fishing <laughs> kayak about three weeks ago. Been out after that Wellington game. I think we had a day off, and I just took it out the next day with a six pack of beers. But I put the beers too far in the back. I oh, put a I container on, and I couldn't reach it without going over. <laughs> <laughs> so I sat out there with the rod, and I only went just past the breakers, sort of thing. And I, yeah, it was a, spent a good couple of hours out there baking away, caught nothing. Went back and had the beers on the beach, carried the kayak back and washed it up. And the, I haven't taken it out since. <laughs> What a purchase. <laughs> It'll get out there. It'll get out there. Oh, how good. Oh, well, that's all the questions we got. Um, really appreciate you coming on, Shedzi. Um, it was awesome to get to know you over in Japan. Uh, been awesome watching your journey since coming back and really looking forward to your career just absolutely taking <laughs> off being back in New Zealand and playing for the Bay and then hopefully pick up a super gig and it'll take off and go from there. But, yeah, really appreciate you giving up your time and coming on the Waterlab podcast. Cheers, mate. Been a good time. Good to see you again too, Horsey. Hey, you too. Cheers, mate.